Table Talk is not your typical D&D TTRPG podcast. We are not here to run you through our whole campaign. We're here to talk about everything else in the space of Table Talk. I'm your host, Alejandra Wilhelm. And I'm also your host, Mariah Gresham. And we're your tabletop roleplay girlies. Alrighty. Yeah, and we are live. Um, welcome back to another episode of Table Talk. Um, we are going to continue the pattern and we have been collecting Ryan's apparently across the board. Um, but today we are... The menagerie of Ryan's um, that we're slowly amassing. I don't have any ulterior motives to start a Ryan army or anything. Um, but to defeat the Kens. To defeat the Kens. Um, in the name of in the name of Barbie. Um, but yes, we are joined here today by none other than Ryan from Run DMG. Um, you want to give us a little bit of an intro about you, all the cool stuff that you do, um, and where people can find you. Hey, I am Run DMG. I make an unhealthy amount of memes and propagate them pretty much everywhere I can on the internet. Uh, they're usually tabletop RPG based in some way. Um, I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube even, YouTube shorts. I'm basically everywhere. The only place I'm really not anymore is I quit Twitter because it was just a flaming mess and I don't I don't like it no more. Um which I yeah, think I'm is a consensus that most of us have followed through <laughs> yeah, on. I'm I'm fully on threads now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I make uh, tabletop RPG memes. I also do some like informational videos occasionally when I feel like I, like that's a good thing to do. Um, I started a second account so I could do more fun, like different stuff, just experiment with some things. So I've, I've, <laughs> I have a channel called more run DMG if for some mm -hmm. reason you want more of me. I also make tabletop RPG adventures, which is something I've started within the last year or so. I have an itch. And I've made adventures for Into the Odd. I've made an adventure for Cairn. And I've made two one-pagers that are, I mean, pretty much everything for free. The only one that's not free is the really big adventure I made for Cairn because it was just too much work not to give it out for free. <laughs> yeah. I saw, like, randomly. I Because I was like, my mom has been holding me at gunpoint to tell her what I want for Christmas. Even though, like, yes, I know it is October. But last year they moved into like the new house that they built so she didn't get to put her christmas tree up until like three days before christmas and we're a family that the latest we put our stuff up is the day after thanksgiving so i think she has like christmas ptsd so she's just been holding everyone at gunpoint since like september being like tell me what you want for christmas uh but i was like researching um i think like blaze in the dark or something and i saw karen and i was like that looks interesting and i know nothing about it and i didn't let myself click on it so i'm like karen i don't is need another thing Karen is super good. Um, it's also free if if you just want it. The I think the PDF of it's free. If you want the print, it's like three dollars on Amazon. They do some special editions occasionally, but it is it's really Mariah cool. just tucked her hair behind her ear and is like grabbing her phone. <laughs> it's it's good. So a Karen is an offshoot of the of a kind of more of an, a a different game called Into the Odd. Into the Odd is a very I hate to say basic. I I think a better word is elegant. It doesn't have a lot mm -hmm. of bloat or anything. Like you can fit most of the rules on a page or two, and nice. it's it's extremely um, adaptable to all sorts of things. And you can add a lot of things onto it. So there is a whole cottage industry of people that just make hacks of Into the Odd. Cairn, I think, is probably one of the most popular ones. Um, and it's it's like the NSR, the New School Rebellion or Renaissance, whatever. 
And you can use that system to play old games. You can use it to play new games. It's really adaptable for all sorts of things. And it's really good. I, uh, I entered... So the reason I made that Karen adventure is that the creator, Yochai, 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 I've always, I I, I've never actually heard his name <laughs> said, <laughs> so I don't know how it's actually pronounced. Um, but he had a game jam on itch. So that's one of the reasons, uh, one of the reasons I made, uh, I made the adventure. Ooh, that's okay. really cool. I'm excited to look into this because I've kind of been like hunting down different potential systems to use as like a scaffold for like a, mm-hmm a narrative kind of anthology story podcast thing. So I'm like, that seems like an interesting one. Into the Odd could be a good one. And the best part about the Into the Odd book is that it is a beautiful book. It is, it's mm-hmm. a, what's it like A4, A5, whatever. It's a kind of like a little small, but it's got great art in it. And it is, be- it's like one of the best made books I've ever received. And I have a lot of books. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of the pictures of my collection of books on. Mm-hmm. Yes, on, I have. Yeah. Threads. I have a lot of books and that's, that's up there. It's, it's really far up there. Yeah. You have an astounding collection. Cause I remember I like, I don't remember who had started that, yes. that whole like, Hey, show me like what you got kind of thing. And I was like, here's my little, my little section of my bookshelf. And you're like, here's my fucking like library. <laughs> the game store I live in. Yeah. Oh I, my god, this book Into the to, Odd looks so it's good. So pretty. It's really yeah. cool. I try not to brag about it too much, but if people open themselves up to me sharing it, I'm definitely going to share. <laughs> hey, listen, we're all about a, uh, a shameless yeah. plug, even for things that you're like just passionate about. So I have that with like it. normal books. I've now just I've run out of bookcase real estate. Except I need to move all my video games are taking D and D cards are taking over a shelf. Uh, but they all just, need their individual homes. I've started to just have to stack books on top of my rows of books because I'm out of, there is no more real estate, but I keep buying um, books. I, I feel that hard. I, yeah. And I, I keep on buying stuff. I keep on buying board games. There was a humble mm-hmm. bundle for vampire, the masquerade. That's actually I might still be going it. on. I got that. Shit. <laughs> I'm waiting so, to save them all to my computer. So, but there was, I think at the highest tier of the bundle, you could also get, it's like Vampire the Masquerade the Rivals, the card yeah. game. So I got that and it only was like $11 for shipping. So it wasn't bad at all. <laughs> I think 100% you shared that humble bundle and I sent that shit to Mariah. <laughs> me. Me, our friend, like Alex was like, if you know there's a game, like I might want to play. I'm like, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. <laughs> don't it's, play in my face. <laughs> I think it might be the best bundle they've done so far because they did one about a year and a half ago. I think that's where I got the V5 books originally, but it was mm-hmm. just the, I think it was the Anarch, the Cam book, and then the rule book. Yeah. And that itself was like $15. This for like $20, you get almost every vampire book they've put out with some adventures. So it's like a great deal. So, the adventures I'm really excited to look through because like I have... There was a, pe- a period where I was just like starting to collect. I played like we played the first session of like my calling it a campaign is generous because it's really just like chaos gay activities at this yeah. point. But that's what we all that's what we signed up for. Um, so there was a period where like there's a D and D store by Ollie's house. So every time we would go to Houston to play D and D, we would go there, and I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm not going to buy any more VTM books. And then I'll be damned every single time our friend Bex would find one that i didn't have like i would go over to the section where they usually are and be like oh man like they i have i have all of these or i don't need the ones they have like sure sh- what a shame and then here comes her gremlin ass she's been like i found she's like i somehow got into the back storeroom like a goblin like i okay now i have to get it 
Yeah, because I have like the normal source, but the player um, guide, which is actually really cool. I've and heard I the player guide is great. It's much better yeah. to. It's much easier to create a character than using the book itself. <laughs> I'm I make myself like read the the big boy, and then I give like my players the player guide to look through mm-hmm. to make their characters. Like then I have what do I have? The cam. I have cult of the blood gods. I have I have fall of London, and I have like one other one other one. But yeah, like getting the like the werewolf one and like the hunter the reckoning one and all of those like vtm adventures i'm really interested in that because i need some plot scaffolding mm-hmm. right because we're playing fall of london but it's air quotes but i fucked it up because i didn't i like everybody came up with their own very cool characters that have their own stuff going on and i'm like well that's what we're doing now <laughs> under like that just the veil of of the political stuff in london but even like like i the humans can't kill all the vampires yet because i want like mithras and roger shenanigans and like the core in them <laughs> trying to show, like i'm like that's what i'm interested in so fuck the psychonic inquisition and the horse they rode in on like they're not yeah. killing everyone right now maybe later maybe later i get that. i don't even know i've never run a vampire the masquerade adventure or been in like an official adventure i don't know how it would work because how i know vampire is just chaos and like you attempting to do things and then like it seems like it works and then it almost invariably makes everything worse yeah that's generally (laughs) the vibe so that's how i know vampire i just don't know how you would take that magic and like put it on the page and have it make sense necessarily i don't know but um yeah so i mean like for fall of london um, it's like she went mithras had his heralds of the sun that like way you know way back you know millennia ago mm-hmm. he like named to be his his heralds and then they were kind of put into torpor and buried and like those graves were lost during the war and so like fall of london starts with them exhuming the heralds and everybody's supposed to play a herald um oh. did i do that no no um <laughs> and then i thought i'm like this will, i'll just i'll just slot them in and i'm like it's not actually that simple um because it doesn't make sense and so but it's fine i love i love all of my the characters my players have made and i'm much more excited about what they have going on than i got so fucking obsessed because like once you get me on a track to making a character and i get that good momentum going by fucking god also reply to osrp shit yes i need to (laughs) (laughs) i started i was just bored one day and like all i was driving up and i wrote because like she and i do a ton of like written written rp like out of session role play um in our because i made a server and so like everybody has their own channel where it's just them and i Mm -hmm. uh and i just wrote something i'm like i made a thing (laughs) look at it she was like yeah (laughs) it was like the last time you came out yeah yeah but, like, that – I remember, like, coming over to, like, make our characters. And I did, had, like, kind of an idea because um, I was, like, talking it over with her. And I literally decided, like – I don't know. I, I'm a history nut. And, like, I just remember finding out – like, one of my favorite things is finding out how, like, different things that we normally think are separate existed around the same time. Um, so shit, like, how – vikings technically were like in the americas before columbus yep and shit like that um so we're kind of working off like semi semi alternate universe but like what if some of those vikings stayed yeah modified history modified history i'm like what if some of those vikings decided to stay what if some of them integrated with like native native american cultures a little bit and so like my character is someone like descended from this like weird mesh of like viking native american 
uh, cultures that all kind of coincide and they were essentially helping the natives fight against like the colonists um to retain their territories and she gets captured um at uh roanoke and interesting well that's a lot of so, history packed in there <laughs> yeah so yeah. sir sir walter riley um uh, who like is canonically there and is the guy like met mostly governing that city we've met, now made as like a toreador um, who came yeah. from London to try to, you know, start. Was sent by the cam to like sort of put place a foothold, plant a flag. And like that was his kind of trying to, his claim to fame or his trying to like impress. It would have been Mithras at that mm-hmm. point as being as Prince of London, who like did not particularly care for Riley and like kind of effectively thought he was just an annoying little nuisance which he is which he, he absolutely is he's a pain in the ass so he was like i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the Americas and, and i'm gonna like, make a make name a for name me. basically and yeah he just fucks it up yeah yeah so like my character revna gets captured and she's just like a big buff muscle mommy viking woman right like six, uh, five, yeah fucking. and they i imagine like they capture her and they've got her like parading around like a like like an, like an oddity or like a trophy of war and he decides like I'm going to take that one and make her a great vampire. Yeah, you're coming (laughs) home with me. And he turns her and like because of like the character creation, I was like, I knew kind of like that. That's what it was. But going through the character creation process um, and finding like picking and like buying the abilities that you can with Mm -hmm. certain coins that you can spend. And that helped me start to like form a little bit of an of an idea or a narrative of like who she is. What can she do? Yeah. And like why she can do what she can do. do. And I think one of the things that I invested like a lot of fucking points into is the fact that like I cannot be like bloodbound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I, you know, sacrificed a lot of other abilities to get that um, because then it makes sense of like him turning her and like she essentially just went buck wild and couldn't be controlled. Um, and in that like first embrace, she basically massacred the people of Roanoke. Yeah, so she is Roanoke. Like she, she was, is the she reason Roanoke happened, 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 and those people disappeared. Which is hilarious because then it's like that's still a thing that's talked about in court, and like you're the boogeyman. Yeah, and so like her character had been like it effectively at that point. Um, Anne would like Mithras was prince. Anne was seneschal. And so it was Anne who was trying to like Anne and Riley have their have a little thing going on a weird relationship that like we very we very much yet to play out. Uh, but so she supported and kind of helped fund Riley going to try to like garner some goodwill with Mithras and get himself a little bit of power. And so like Anne had to go to Mithras with her tail between her legs and be like, "My son fucked up," and because uh, like they're not Anne isn't his sire. But like they just have like work. a they, ha- yeah. they have a relationship that's weird and undefined at the moment. Gotcha. And uh, so Mithras had to issue a blood hunt um, and also clean up point, the business that happened like, there. He had an, an obligation as prince, sort of, to do that because it's getting like this is beyond like this is beyond a masquerade breach. This is beyond like this is uh, you're in the history books, right? Like people casually still <laughs> like morals are still talking about this shit that it was actually re- done by a kindred. And so like, this was a huge cleanup job. So I was like, all right, we have to fucking issue a blood hunt. But then there was a lot of things on the side and Mithras sent some of his like, own agents to go and try to find Revna. 
And one of them, like, who's now Ravna's friend, Carmilla, was the one who found her and sort of talked her down and ended up putting her in torpor for about, like, 400 years um, as just a little, like, sit on ice. Yeah, <laughs> cool, cool down. <laughs> Take a lap. And then brought her out of torpor about, what do we say, like, a year or two yeah. prior to the campaign starting. So I am literally, like, you, you took a Viking from her time had her take a little forever nap and now she's back in like whatever current society is yes Which and she's like hey i don't get what half of this shit is yeah, i'm gonna be real like, with you she's a smartphone like, <laughs> yeah she's like a little grandma what makes yes. it intelligent <laughs> and it's really weird because like revna would normally uh be I think I had everybody also start. This is another thing. I, I didn't have them start as fledglings or neonates. I said, like, oh, you can start as, um, I always mispronounce it, but like, Ansela, Ancelia, like, however you mm-hmm. pronounce Ancela? that. I think it's Ansela. Um, like, oh, start that so you have a few more like, experience points to spend. Like, buy yourself something nice. Get yourself something <laughs> kind of thing. But, and I was like, like cool, max strength. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Like, yeah, canonically, like, Ravna would be an elder. Yeah. Um, but I was like, this we're kind of we're gonna fix it mechanically yeah. <laughs> by having you like you've lost some of your blood potency mm-hmm. and stuff like over the four hundred years you were in torpor. Uh and then so of course like Carmilla's been awake and active and in the court machinations the entire time. Right. And so it's a very interesting thing of like Revenant out getting thrown. She's like, I'm gonna put my piece on the board this. now. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. Revna had uh an indigenous man as a lover mm-hmm. over the end. Like he is canonically, she thinks he's dead, assumes. But he's right? somewhere in court. But he's somewhere in play still. Uh and that's to 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 be to be messed around with. It's gonna be so good. And tra- so uses a, uses trauma. Yeah. So like she handed me that player guide and like I was frothing at the fucking mouth yeah. the whole time. I was like the voices as I'm like writing everything down. <laughs> I get the same way. Uh, like you hand me like I don't know what it is about player creation um that just activates the goblin in me where oh, I have yeah. to like read everything. I have to weigh mm-hmm. everything against everything else. It's why um Vampire the Masquerade can be kind of dangerous for that. The earlier editions had so many options to choose from. It was kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They de- they definitely condensed it a little bit and simplified and like kind of merged some things um, for a V5. But I don't know if y'all have played Pathfinder, like first edition or second edition. No, I really we haven't touched it, but we technically own all of the Pathfinder things because there was another like humble bundle. Humble bundle? Oh, I snagged that shit like a mother. And that was also like I think it was around like the OGL scandal oh, shit, yeah. and so we were also on that bridge of like, do we fucking dip? Do we stop doing D and D? Like, what are we and doing? We'll take these deals, though. Sliding their entire library, into yeah, loadable links, being like, and we're like, yes, we we will take this. <laughs> yeah, we will take all of this. Thank you, and we just yeah. have that sitting there. And I'm sure at some point we'll we'll probably delve into it. Totally, yeah. I really want to. I just I've never played it. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about it. Two E's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. first edition though it was based off of like three three 3.5 dungeon dragons so everything from 3.5 you could kind of carry over yeah and then they made stuff and did stuff for basically the entire run of fourth through fifth so they had like 10 plus years of just 
feats. Every book had several feats. Every book had like new weapons. Every book had new magical items. So when you were making a character and like, they also had this thing where instead of like subclasses, they could have archetypes where, and you could mix and match archetypes and do, it was like so complicated. I remember like first reading through the book, like as I had a game that I was going to play for Pathfinder 1E. And then I start like weighing all these things. I look up at the clock and it's like, oh, like, you know, I could do this for another hour or two. It's like seven o'clock at night. And then I look back up at the clock after like after what I thought was like an hour and it was 4 a.m. You blacked out. Yeah, I had several character sheets like when I'm like weighing all these things that like honestly don't matter. It's like, but what if I do like take this cooking feat? Like maybe it'll <laughs> Oh yeah! Every single time that I have to make like a new D and D character, for example, it looks like I'm about to summon a demon because I have all my fucking books laid out on the floor. I've got character sheets, I've got pencils and notes and shit dice. ready, dice, yeah. and and I'm like, no, yeah, this is my summoning ritual. Um, and if anybody else walked in here, they would crucify me as a witch. Yeah, that um, was me when we were making like um, Ollie and Arpen Alyssa were making, or no, and Bex were making their. Um, DM characters of like because I had all of my books and I was like okay we're gonna walk through this very intensive process which they loved and I was stressed out about the whole time so I was like this is incredibly complicated and I don't know what I'm doing and this is taking too long and they're just like digging it and loving it and as I'm having a panic attack I, think I was like I need you to tell me where I can't flip through because everything else is about to get torn yeah, so I basically just didn't give them the Fall of London book. And then I was just like, they would ask for something, and I'm like, it's in this one, it's in this one. <laughs> it was like my beautiful mind set up of fucking books. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm like, look, look at these lore sheets, look at this, like, ability. Not, da, 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 da. Over here, like, goddamn Doctor Strange with all the books levitating around us. I That would be so great if I could do that. Really <laughs> it's so good, though. You're, you're about to start, like, a VTM game, though, right? I, we we're we just we had our first uh full session two weeks ago because i had to travel last week mm -hmm. we're gonna have our second session tomorrow so it sprung from the ashes of a 5e game i had this pretty long running 5e game and it just kind of unceremoniously ended and um some of the characters uh, some of the players not characters <laughs> so some of these paladins the, wanted to the play two are one and the same now uh, yeah <laughs> some, of the, some of the players were still available and I was trying to get my wife involved and she plays Dungeons and Dragons occasionally, but it's not mm -hmm. her favorite thing. And, but I had mentioned Vampire the Masquerade before and she seemed really interested. She loves fantasy novels and she loves like, I can't remember what it's called, but like the fate, like if it has a fake court court in it or like roses. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The moss of her. Yeah. The blood that flows through my veins. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. She loves <laughs> the it. The face for like half. Yeah. And I think she, like, you know, some of those books in, like, the similar veins and, you know, they, you know, are demons or they're vampires. But, you know, kind of same similar premise, you know, is usually some hapless young girl that's ensconced in some mythological something. Rather. It's a plug and play format and it works. Yeah. And then they become <laughs> the most powerful one of all. That, yes. That format. Mm -hmm. They're the chosen. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I am a pick me. Don't, don't at. <laughs> I'm a pick me in fantasy novels and then I choose morally gray villains. Like, yeah. nobody look at me too closely. <laughs> So. Like, have I read 18 shadow-wielding, like, Melman characters? Yes. Am yeah. I complaining about that? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think y'all would get along with my wife. If you want. Absolutely. I am going to ask you to give us her contact information yeah. after this. She has new For friends. You. Don't worry about it. Because I do want to yeah. start, like, running other little VTM, like, one-shots and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if she would want to play that, I'd be helpful. She absolutely could. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
um, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, send me your information. I'll send hers along. So she seemed kind of interested. And then it kind of ended up being a girl's night plus me type of scenario. Yes. Uh, that's um, our favorite. <laughs> uh, so it's it's been fun. And it has been so we we met up like two, well, it's all online, but we had our first kind of like meeting and we went through character creation and I was a little worried because I did. I don't think I had at that time the player's guide, which makes mm-hmm. it really easy to create a character. Mm-hmm. I just had the book. And there is a longstanding tradition in Vampire the Masquerade to make the core rule book as difficult as possible to use to cre- actually create a character. <laughs> <laughs> Let's separate all this important information by like 30 pages every single time. Let's mention something and then let's bring it up. At Later. the end of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, did I hallucinate that page or is it actually in the book? Or it's like, yeah, it's kind of a nightmare. The amount of post-it it's, notes I have sticking out of my books. My I'm looking at them right now on your shelf <laughs> with yeah. post-it notes all over them. Yeah, I just don't take them out. So I'm like, I might need to find that again. And if I take the post-it note out, it's gone into the ether. The book will eat it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I will it never is, get it back. It is a nightmare to use <laughs> for character creation. It's not so bad if you're like looking up rules and stuff. Because I mean, I have a PDF so I can like just search for it. Yeah, search for it. Um, but I was worried. Like, I don't know if they're going to make it past. Like my my wife especially when it comes to like the really crunchy bit, like she's the opposite of me. She does not like crunch at all. The mm-hmm. second you start throwing rules out at her, she's like, mm, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> so it's like, I, I was like, really I just worried. want to play pretend. Yeah, literally. exactly. So I was a little worried about like whether or not they'd make it pass. Cause it is a little, I think it, at least at the beginning, it's a little more complicated to start up than Dungeons and Dragons. Cause Dungeons Absolutely. and Dragons, you can kind of, I want to be just like a big old burly barbarian. Oh, I pick barbarian. I pick, you know, I'm going to be a Janasi this time. And then I'm going to, you know, grab my equipment. And then you're more or less ready to play. Yeah. But in Vampire, you need like, oh, do you want a mentor? Do you like, what's your background stuff? Yeah. Do you want a lore sheet? Um, who do you want to be related to? Like, what clan do you want? Do you know anything about mm-hmm. your flaws? Like, How many um, dots do you put in this obscure What was your relationship with your one? parents? Yeah, like, what, <laughs> what specialties do you have? What, before your character was termed and they were immortal, did they go to school? What was their major? Do you even know what you wanted your major to be? Do you did know you their black? big three zodiac signs? Yeah, it's like exactly. it's so much, and like I like it's cool, but it's very overwhelming mm-hmm. at first. It is. So I, I I had a questionnaire that I got from my storyteller because I'm in a we, we play revised, which I believe is the '90s version because that's his like favorite. That's his like his heyday version. Mm-hmm. So that's what he plays. Nice. Um, so I just kind of modified it for V5 to a certain degree and sent it to them. But it's it is like a three. It's, it's basically like three pages uh, on a sheet where it's basically just like asking questions and like you don't necessarily have to answer all of them, but it's a good idea to help you form the idea of a character. Like you can kind of roll through them and kind of create a character as you go just by answering the questions. I gave that to them and I have one character, the one player that I had from um, Dungeons and Dragons who, when we first started playing, sent me 15 pages of backstory. Incredible. She sent me a message being like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she, she, she dove so hard into it. I just, I couldn't help but laugh. Like she, the character that she came back out with, I was like, this is perfect. She, um, she's Malkavian mm-hmm. and. She, I, my my storyteller said this was a little cliche, but I think it's hilarious. She is a forever like thirteen year old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, what he said is th- the concept is like a little cliche because I guess it's from what is it? Vampire that one uh, interview with a vampire. 
Yeah, but her, I think she overwhelms it by she was turned at the like 1999 NSYNC Millennium Tour in Wisconsin. Like, I love that. <laughs> she was, and her name is Jessica G. And yes. she, there just happened to be some other vamp. There was a vampire clique of other like tweens. Um, all named Jessica that ha- she happened to like run into. On and they the were like, clearly you have to become a part of this. Yes, exactly. So she was with them for, I think, because it's a modern day campaign. So for about 20 years. And then in Washington, D.C., they were outside of, because they had moved on to K-pop bands because that's the new, that's the new hot boy <laughs> band thing. There was a new Jessica that came into the, and then um, for whatever reason, there was some conflict, uh, my my players Jessica G um, failed to be able to tell which of like in sync is like currently hot at the moment, which I believe is maybe one or two. Um, but Wilson. yeah, it was immediately expelled from <laughs> the coven, of- exiled from the, league. <laughs> from the League of Jessica. Yeah, and then they moved on to Korea to follow this K-pop band, and she was ditched in Washington D.C. Rip, um, my it's girl. Amazing. And then my that wife, my, oh, go ahead. Oh, my no, wife just... was also very funny. She mm-hmm. I, I, like we start I, like because she like looked at the questions like I need you to kind of help me out with this and like figure like explain to me why these questions are important. So we were kind of doing it together. Mm-hmm. And her immediate thought was like, I want to be a witch. I want and then like some of the answers to the questions like, where did you grow up? It's like, oh, that island. You remember that island where like there was like that movie with Nicolas Cage where he was like eaten by bees i was like wait are you talking about the wicker man island she's like yes i i want to go to there <laughs> yeah she's like so i was like wait well, what do you mean like you you came from the like you're going to be one of the people that like kills all the men she's like yes and i was like okay yeah. as she should <laughs> honestly that feels right that feels right yeah and that feels it, it feels right <laughs> and she's like, I just want to be witchy and I want to like kill men. And I was like starting to get a little scared as like she's going through some of her impulses. Like, all right, well, this is going to be interesting to see how this evolves. Can we work it through something? Yeah. Is there something I need yeah. to be worried about? Do we need to have a check in as like people. Like, are we, are you good? <laughs> yeah. And I asked her like, oh, what is your greatest goal? Like, what would be your character's goal? And like, kill she, all men. <laughs> no. <laughs> better she took she took like a drink of wine i was like i'd like to kill a lot of fuck boys yes oh the purge we need uh not all heroes wear capes some of them are witches from the wicker island that's a rich hunting ground (laughs) it is it is in dc um and so she picked a tremere and so she's (laughs) got like and then um I won't necessarily say what everybody's going to, but they all settled on blood cult together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as, Incredible. As an idea for like the, the coterie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been very fun. We, we had the first adventure and their first like, uh, this is their first time without the, the training wheel. So they don't have a shadow and they don't have anybody like watching out for them. One of their, it like, so the blood cult has some herd to itself. And at, funny enough, all of them got like at least two points of herd. So they're drowning in like just people who are just wanting to give them blood, which I think is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the herd had gotten like involuntarily taken into a mental hospital by their parents. And they thought it had something to do with the blood cult. Unknowingly to them, it was not. Well, it may have been, but it wasn't because of the blood cult, like, directly. Mm-hmm. Um, so their first adventure was, like, going to this um, this mental hospital in, like, northeast D.C. And 
they, a grippy they, sock vacation, if you will. It was. <laughs> it was a grippy sock vacation, and it was. I was a little worried because we played Dungeons and Dragons before, but it's so different going from like yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, where the first and last solution is always just to smash something into smithereens, mm-hmm. to a game where. You really have to have some finesse if you want your character to last. You gotta, you yeah, gotta be like, narrative about it. Yeah, we they yeah. went to court the first episode because I'm a masochist, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll play six different NPCs, not never DM before. And we'll oh, I'm dreading court. that so hard um, doing the court stuff. Mm-hmm. I did it the first time with no, with like little to no prep. I didn't have a copy of people's character sheets. It was a wild time. I was very much just trial by fire. But now I'm more comfortable doing it. And I'm it was like, dope. <laughs> like, they loved it. And I did ask them six times. I was like, are you like, did you, like, was it actually good? And they're like, no, yeah, we had a good time. I'm like, we're here regardless. But yeah, I'm like, you, I'm like, homie, you don't want me to start rolling dice. I'm like, I don't have enough dice to roll for these bitches right now. <laughs> yeah, these bitches oh, yeah, are max yeah. level and y'all just barely came out yeah, your coffins. Like, I need another set of dice to roll. Like, because I was like, I feel like nine strength, that, like, you know, nine dice. Like, that's that's much dice to roll. It is so, like, I think that's one of the best things about Vampire is it tricks you into thinking like, oh, I'm... I'm the supernatural monster. Like I'm a I'm bad amazing. bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do anything I want. And then occasionally another character will come in, like an NPC or just and another character who's ass. immediately humbled. There was, <laughs> uh, and it didn't so happen. It didn't happen in this game, but in the game I play in with a different one, there were um, we're we're currently like in a Sabat stage where we're playing Sabat, nice. and there was a Bruja that was like trying to start some nonsense with a Lasombra. And he thought he could be like, you know, bullshit, 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 get her really pissed off and then like, you know, beat the crap out of her because he's a bruja. Um, But the Lissambra player was like, all right, well, I'm going to use my high tier Lissambra power, like sprout out five tentacles of shadow and then proceed to put you in torpor immediately. Like around one. Yeah, like this is not the hentai episode that you were prepared for. But it's the hentai episode that you're going to get. No, exactly. It was like immediate. And I thought like, oh, this could be interesting back and forth because we we, was a cam campaign. The Sabat came in and some of us turned over to Sabat. And now there's like two leaders of the city supposed to be working together, but it's very obviously not working well together. And we were like, oh, this this could really decide like if this is going to be a long term power struggle or this is basically just waiting for one of them to knock off the other one on a whim. And it was immediately decided that this is going to be not a long term power struggle. If one of them really wanted to, they could just off them immediately. Yeah, like you are surviving by the grace of my patience. But yeah, there was uh, there was another crazy time in this campaign where we anytime there's Malks, Malkavians involved, it's always a wild story. So there was like this possible treacherous meeting between a bunch of the primogens to see if they want to overthrow the prince because the prince was acting really funky and wasn't like moving. It wasn't doing anything to fight off the Sabbat. It was actually making some openings for the Sabbat to like take over, which we kind of assumed that maybe he might be a Sabbat infiltrator. So there was this meeting of all the primogens and the Malk player was like, I want to run this meeting. And we were all just kind of like looking around at each other. like, I guess if you want. <laughs> you um, sure about that? You sure? Like we always kind of took two, you know, a couple steps back and let it happen. And then some of the primogens were like, do you have any proof of this? Like, what do you want us to do? And instead of being a rational being, they use some high level Malkavian power, which was to enrage the entire room and make them fall to the beast. Um, oh, it, 
my god luckily it did not work but my sire who is like the nosferatu primogen was still pissed off by it yeah walked up to the malkavian and then just like backhanded him and then the storyteller proceeded to roll 12 dice yeah no <laughs> it's like oh you're in torpor now yeah you get or backhanded like, into the next room like i should yes. say for people who haven't played vampire before like the primogen council is part of the court and so it's yeah. sort of like a ruling body that helps make decisions. And so there's a representative from each of uh, the high clans, mm-hmm. which are like the the main clans that the Camarilla recognizes. So it's like not every clan always has a representative. Mm-hmm. It depends on the city and the court and all of that. But it's sort of a like what Democratic Republic-esque situation. Yeah. <laughs> and that but not really. Not it really. was just like they named the, the highest ranking member of each sort of high clan mm-hmm. will come and then represent the whole all yeah. of their people but that's really only the people who are camaria and of that clan mm-hmm. it doesn't count anarchs it doesn't count like unaffiliated or anything mm-hmm. like that but yeah wild ride it's always a wild ride in in vampire the masquerade especially when some characters feel like they've gotten a little too big for their britches they're yeah. immediately mm-hmm. struck back down absolutely like i love like what you were like what you're doing in ours for example like like we said like with my character Revna, it's like technically by age, she should be like an elder, but she's been fucking night night out the whole time. Um, and then she's she's really basically like almost a fledgling. She is literally a fledgling in vampire ways. in some like, ways, socially, exactly. because she was never fully like embraced or taught the ways of the Camarilla or whatever. Like that's been kind of secondhand. It happened after she woke up. Yeah, and like the last sort of yeah year or so, because I think all of y'all are all tenth. Mm-hmm. generation i believe uh so it's like elders i believe start at like right yeah right something like that at, yeah something like that uh so it's like you're you're close yeah you're not i think yeah truly off of that you when you were turned you would have probably been like a seventh ish mm-hmm. generation i can't remember off the top of my head what canonically riley is but because also i haven't fully figured out who riley's sire is yeah mm-hmm. and like but I love that uh, that power dynamic of, like, just looking at, like, the stuff that my character can do alone. And obviously, like, we're a little bit higher up than, like, what you would normally start mm-hmm. Vampire on. Um, so there is a little bit of that element of, like, I can't wait till we get into the the shit as far as, like, combat or, like, doing other stuff that, that we get to flex our skills a little bit. Because I know there's going to be the element of, like, oh, yeah, am a badass monster. But then also there's the flip of the coin where we are also intermingled with a lot of like the bigger powers at play we're middle children and so like we're very like closely brushing shoulders with a lot of the bigger bads of the court and one wrong social situation and we are gonna get rocked out of our minds yeah but like to mortals to younger you know fledging or neonate vampires or thin bloods or whatever you're god level powerful right? yeah and then yeah you are blush brushing shoulders with people who are actually god level powerful yeah like and like mithras like all of those then it, um which i that's sort of why i let y'all be start a bit higher up because i knew i wanted mithras to have a big role in this campaign and i'm like if you're like babies like you're, you're we would have no business fresh being, off the yeah. fang like you're not i can't i can't get it in my, in my head where 
like Mithras would agree to work with these just like fresh newborn babe yeah. kindred. So I'm like, you gotta be like you're, someone with a little bit of weight to throw. Yes, to someone of that, to like a kindred of that age, you're still young and impressionable, right? Because he's like fourth generation. Yeah, but you are also you have some skills. You've had some years behind you. Like you have very different experiences. Like yeah, Revna's a Toriador, and then we have Ventru kind of like socialite to effects plays and then our friend Alyssa plays a um Zemitzi, which I was like was so good I, she, I sent her like a short list of clans so I was like because I'm like I know this is very overwhelming I'm like I can break send you like a, a hit list of ones that I think would be cool because she wanted to play like a very kind of book smart nerdy something and I'm like so we could do and like someone that had occult knowledge and everything like we have we have like a muscle mommy. We, we got brawn. We, we got social graces. I'm like, we need somebody that like has, <laughs> has more than three brain cells to throw up around. Book in like the last century. Can you need know? somebody to warp flesh on like an industrial <laughs> level? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I really like Zamitsis and they're really creepy and cool. And I wanted to bring in some horror elements in there. So I was, I just like slid that in the list. And I'm like, I listed that one first, and I'm like, I got my instrument. I'm like, can I do some fuck shit with your sire for like her? Because her like um, Alyssa's character sire is like a much older than mm-hmm. see. Like he can do some fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna walk in, mm-hmm. he's just like building a fucking flesh golem that's like yeah. bebopping around and getting books for him. <laughs> I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I'm very, I'm very excited for that. That'll, yeah. that'll be. Super that sounds cool. like a ton of fun. It is so cool. And like I identify so much with your wife on the whole like I hate men and I'm going to kill a bunch of men because Revna is a hundred percent on that same train. Like I took inspirations of her of like I wanted her to be like Carmilla from Castlevania, but then also um Striga. <laughs> like the Striga build with the Carmilla's personality. Yeah. Um, and because of like Riley and everything else that happened, she's just very anti like men in power specifically. Yes. And also just like even before you returned, like colonizers and like oh, yeah. really, like you were already sort of ahead of white men put a bad taste in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, these white men are dangerous. And <laughs> literally, yeah. Uh so she's very, very like anti like I, we did a really cool thing with her as far as like her feeding style and, and like her prey, whatever. Cause I think she's got like the the You can eat anything you want. I can like, eat anything I want. Like a three day old yeah and so be chilling because <laughs> she was out here surviving in the woods trying to run away from being yeah. haunted for a minute um but i think her feeding style we split it and so it's like specifically when she feeds off women it's like a much gentler seduction thing and when it's men it's very like violent uh, cat in an alleyway about to tear you apart type shit and I was just like, there's some stuff like that where it's just like, I thought was cool. And yeah. like, y'all thought was cool. And I was like, I will. I was like, no, because they've never played it. I've never run this game. I've followed and like watched streams of Vampire for a while. But I'm like, like we're all super new to this. I'm like, if it's cool and fun, I'm allowed to fucking do it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's so RP heavy that like the mechanics are very much a guide in Vampire, yeah. which is what I love. Uh, so yeah, I like we split. We split her feeding style. But it's also really cool because you're adventure. Toriador. Oh, you were a Toriador. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so it's like other 
yes, you don't have the feeding restriction, but our venture character does. Yeah. It's like venture Mm -hmm. can only eat like certain things. And so I'm just waiting for you to have pull a rat out of my pocket. Yeah. Just use it like a Capri Sun. Pull out your like, yeah, your pocket rat and just, (laughs) yeah, be sipping. That's his character's like, what? What the fuck? fuck is wrong? Yeah. And I'm like, it's good meat. It's good blood. I'm waiting for my sire to walk up to me in court and try to like offer me some shit. And I'm like, I would rather eat this dead rat. Thank you. And you pull out a pocket. Yeah. A pocket, the pocket rat. Yeah. And like spit in his fucking face. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Go spit, the, spit the blood in his face. Uh, I'm going to be so a problem. <laughs> is V5 the only version of vampire that y'all have played? Yeah. We just started yeah. this. So mm-hmm. it's the only version that I'm familiar with. Um, okay, I, I mean, I'm only familiar with the revised version in this, and it is interesting some of the changes they made. I think there's a lot of improvements, but there's also some weird stuff they've done. Like what? Um, so I was I was gonna ask y'all, do you use like the blood humor thing at all? Blood humor. Um, as far as like how it affects the flavor of the blood, like the whether it's like sanguine or chloric mm-hmm. or stuff. So it's part of it. It's sort of just like how um you know like the four humors so like talk about some of like caloric, sanguine, um of course like none. I've got to look it up. So I, I can't even remember all of them off the time. So I see. Yeah, there's, there's like the four humors, and then there's also the dice crashes or whatever. Diacretias, dice crashes, which is supposed to be like the super rare. I, I heard something about like some people having super rare blood that is like really sought after, and there's like a specific thing that if you are that, like you're typically yeah, like a, hunted more than normal. Is almost yeah. um, kind of gone because they get fucking caprisoned yeah pretty much because yeah it was it was very interesting to see that change i because i wasn't so sure about that change so i was curious to see if people like talk to people that maybe used it because it does sound like oh because it made it seem like it was very integral to the game it's like, oh, if you want to level up a certain power, you need to find like a very angry person to drink tonight. It's like, I mean, does that because I was confused by that. It's like, does that mean you have to like make them angry or are you literally trying to go out in the world and like find a person that's just pissed off all the time? So I think like cause we have one like that's his character. Her background is like she's from like an old money, like Italian family that has a lot of vineyards. It's like her sire has a lot of vineyards. And then there's sort of the back room stuff of that where they do some like very selective sort of private parties private, for you know, elite reading uh, and like hunting down people that have very specific sort of flavors to their blood from their life experience mm. uh, for, you know, like kindred that have the money to spend in their the finer taste in life. Right. Yeah. They're ventures, mm. right? Um, but yeah, so I have sort of used it as more of a flavor thing it, it'll be more of a thing for bex's character because it's part of her business gotcha. but yeah i think the ones are like melancholic which is sad um choleric phlegmatic and um, i know in like la by night because i watched a lot of that prepping for our session um there is like a ventrue npc uh that comes in from time to time but she specifically has to like feed from people that are in a specific state of like yeah. terror i think yeah it's um it's one of the barons yeah um 
And so, like, I guess that would be a part of that. Kind of. Like, yeah, it's it's not like a mechanical part of V5, or at least I'm not playing it like that. You maybe could, but it's one of those things where, like, I'm not going to add in more things to like, keep track of. But <laughs> Oh, true. That's what I was thinking as well. I was like, I might yeah. flavor with this, but I am not keeping track of dice crashes or whatever they're called. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not, I wouldn't be like. Because there's certain... Did you feed on enough sad people today? Right. Or it's like, oh, like your person was sad, but they weren't depressed. So you don't get like all of your blood dies back. Like, I I can't. You don't get to remove... The person that like thrives only on sad people. The second y'all enter that that fucking grippy sock vacation is like, it's feeding time, baby. Where's the depression (laughs) ward? Real estate. (laughs) I'm about to jump. Literally. Um, they're bringing like hydro flasks and they're just like, don't mind me, just taking some blood for the lab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My hydro flask. Yeah. I do it in bulk. <laughs> for midnight Like the old 20s where they used to like drink blood is like Coke bottles and shit. Oh, yeah. And more. But it's just like for drinking. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, like it, it's a thing, but I got we've not been playing it. Um, we're also not super far in the game, but like. It, I don't think it'll be a more interesting product Dax's characters, especially, but it's mm-hmm. not. Like we, we've just gone with like feeding styles, but I think even with feeding mm-hmm. styles of like, I'm not going to be overly strict with that. I feel um, like I feel like our feeding styles are very related to like the RP. Yeah, and so I th- I feel like that's a more on us thing to stay true to that. Like I intend to, as far as like, yeah, if it's a man in a back alley, she's gonna be a lot more ferocious about it. But like with women specifically, like she's she's a hardcore lesbian out here, Mm -hmm. and so she's really out here just trying to seduce every woman out of every man's arms. Yeah, which is why I'm so excited for Revna to meet Mithras because I'm like, is this gonna be like Revna's exception to the rule? Maybe I feel like she makes an exception for gay men and gay men only. Live your best life. Yes. Darren, who are like down to clown, which like it, that it, we've pretty much said like all of the like elder vampires are like everybody's pan and most everybody's poly. Because how do you live that long and not be? Because it's like you've got to you you right you've got to keep it interesting and also like there is also a thing in vampires where like sex is not super and like horny activities aren't super emphasized because like you are dead mm-hmm. and like the only liquid in your body is blood technically and so it's like you have to like activate blush of life to have sex so it's not really that's not a thing that's usually a motive for immers but i'm like that's so yeah. much of the fun for like our like my players mm-hmm. and like our group whoever is flirting with people and being horny and being on our girly pop shit yeah and so i'm like <laughs> i'm discarding that rule because mm-hmm. i want I want that to be an element. Mm-hmm. Of, True. And like, it's always a fun humanizing force too. Uh, when, yeah. when you let that come in as an element, as a mm-hmm. come into play. I always thought it was weird that, because like it says on the humanity scale that basically, I think you have to be like humanity, you have to be pretty high up on the humanity scale for it to be like, oh, you can enjoy sex. <laughs> Which always felt like, weird to me like, don't, yeah. don't tell me yeah also if yeah. i'm if i'm getting more down with the beast inside i feel like you'd arguably be Depending more into, yeah, yeah you'd be a little more <laughs> i was thinking like if you if you're, if you're like if, if we're gonna call like you know that base which i don't know if necessarily like sexual stuff is like base activity no. but if not if you're for everybody go, like feral and yeah like, run around with everybody you meet I mean, yeah you're like i'm hungry and horny and yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a Baldur's Gate Halston cutscene. <laughs> yeah. 
If you're <laughs> like, falling into a vice, I feel like to a certain degree. Yeah. So it would make sense that it would like at least maybe in the midpoint, you wouldn't really, it wouldn't do anything for you. But like you're very good. Maybe you do enjoy. It. But as you get like lower in humanity, maybe it's more of like a, a lust thing and a thirst that you have to quench. That would make yeah. sense to me. That, yeah, I kind of like that. I'm like, yeah, if you get to the point where, like, yeah, you've lost, like, all your humanity and you're basically just a white, um, which is, like, you're no longer having mm-hmm. any sort of consciousness mm-hmm. at all. You only have the hunger. Then, like, yeah, at that point, you're a monster, right? So, like, you are you have no drive but to to take the, the forbidden cities. Yeah, especially I feel like but if you're... then, like, even, like, older girls who do not have much humanity. Like, I just like having that in play. Like, yeah. It's more fun. Mm-hmm. And I think especially for, like, there are certain clans, like, like Toriador, for example, or, mm-hmm. like, uh, what's the other one? That's, like, Toriador and that one all, are always kind of at odds because they're both pretty, like, seductive or, or aesthetically pleasing and, and all that stuff. Ventrue? It's not... No, it's not... Ventrue. I mean, Ventrue and Toriador are are rivals traditionally because like venture see toreador as too like flippant and no there is another one i know because in ellie by night there's like another npc that is part of that other clan and like the one who's a toreador maybe i don't know um are supposed to be like pretty also but also scary yeah maybe maybe it might it might be that and um yeah, and so like like for those clans specifically, it's like yeah, like that element of like seduction or intimacy or whatever like plays such a big part into like who they are. Um, and I imagine even if you're leaning more into the beast on 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 that end, like I feel like yeah. those might get enhanced in that in that clan specifically. Um, but yeah, or even just like as an element of like power or whatever, like you can do a lot of interesting things with it. But yeah, having it be like this. This is just not a thing you enjoy. I'm like, I doubt it. Don't take that. <laughs> I disagree. It's like, I had to sit for a bit because, like, y'all had asked me if it's like, oh, because, like, in some canons, like, vampires still eat food or they still drink wine or they still, you know, like, enjoy, you know, mortal pleasures. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I had, cause I, and I thought for a while, I'm like, okay, like, you can't be out here, like, having a burger. Like, that's just not going to work. <laughs> but I'm like, can't you have, like, a glass of wine? But I'm like, that gets a little mechanically complicated so i'm like okay you can't have snackies but you can fuck people yeah <laughs> that's the that's, <laughs> that's where the I balance i came to yeah you can't go to the bodega Fritos, late no. at night but you <laughs> can smash from the storyteller table. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> gotta draw a line somewhere <laughs> yeah and my line is m&ms <laughs> like you're not going there uh, Do y'all have a Nosferatu in your campaign? We don't. We don't. Ugh. No, but I. But that would be interesting. I do love not. I do love Nosses. We have. Um, there's some NPCs. Like one of the the sheriffs is a Nos. Um, like there's like four sheriffs of London, which I didn't think about. And I'm like, we may we may not have four sheriffs of London because I don't know if mm. I want to play four sheriffs. <laughs> we may have one sheriff and like four hounds. You can you can have some shadow sheriffs that we just know are there, but we don't interact with. Beat some beat cops. Too busy. Yeah, they're just so busy with so many other things. Literally, yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, the Nosferatu are really cool. And I think as y'all start getting into, because a lot of our campaign is political intrigue and stuff, you will probably go and visit some Nosses for like information and. Yeah, I think they're so cool. What? Um, Nosses are a ton of fun. In the campaign that you play in, what does everybody play? Like, what are their plans? So- so I'm a Nosferatu. Nice. Um, and I, I 
I think I'm maybe the only voice of reason. That's why I, maybe it's something I've fallen into, but it's something I've seen in other campaigns and uh, chronicles is the Nosferatu player, because they are so vulnerable to like the outside seeing mm -hmm. them, they're usually more conscious of like, this plan is insane. Maybe yeah, we, yeah we gotta be a little bit more um, cautious. They're than this. a think it through um, plan because they can't just yeah. be out here. <laughs> they can't just be out in these streets. Strolling yeah. down the streets. So I'm a... I'm a Nosferatu. We have a, uh, we have a, we did have a Ventru. They are, since we moved to Sabat, they're no longer a Ventru. They are now a Lasombra because they're mm -hmm. now like a new character. Mm -hmm. We have um, a couple, we, no, two Lasombras actually. And then we have a, a Bruja, a, a Malkavian, and a, I'm blanking on the, the one, the more animalistic one. What am I, what am I blanking on here? Uh, um, oh my goodness. Um, like somebody like, people are only listening to this and just shrieking it. Into <laughs> gangrel. Gangrel. Yeah, gangrel. Yeah. And then a gangrel in the mix. So it's a pretty interesting mix. We've always had a good mix of social and like intelligence and like brute strength. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You so really it's always worked out pretty good. I would also really love because one of our characters, like one of our players, thought that my friend Beck, she thought she wanted to play a Hakata, like one of the Hakata families. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I had gotten that's why I got in the Cult of the Blood Gods book, and like I read through it and I'm like, oh, this is its own universe unto itself. <laughs> and I'm like, and like, if if you want to do it, I'm like, I will take this bullet for you. And I will also learn this, but if if that is truly what you want to do. But she ended up going Ventrue. Like I would love to do a campaign where it is just that like, all Hakatas from like the different families and like all of that rivalry oh, yeah. and That'd like cool. mafia-esque vibes. Like that would be that would be really fun. Like we're gonna play around a little bit with it because we have some like npcs that are hakata mm -hmm. but uh and so we can play with like the kind of in between shadowfell-esque like mm -hmm. you know yeah, lands yeah. in between lands and stuff but that is a really cool source too that i would like to dig dig into i feel like vampires like that there's so many worlds within worlds so like tremere I, I oh. maybe slightly less because in previous editions they were like this whole thing unto themselves, yeah. and I think they made an actually pretty good move to bomb them for <laughs> for V five and mm -hmm. like remove the whole structure. Um, but they have their whole thing, like they have House Karna, which is what my wife is in, which is like the um, let's just do cool witchy shit together mm -hmm. and like yeah. probably drain some mortals along the way. Um, and then you've got like Goratrix and you have the actual old standard. So they have their old, this like three way struggle. Yeah. Um, it's like split into three houses after because they were sort of like the pyramid or and they were yeah. all part of a very hierarchical. Yeah. Um, the clan was very hierarchical unto itself, and then it, it fit within the cam hierarchy after that. Yeah. But then after, like, their um, headquarters were in, like, Vienna, and they got, like, raided by Bevan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How unprofessional. I'm just kidding. I love Pam. <laughs> but no, yeah, they, they got like smart bombed and then raided which Ooh. honestly was a good move so i in the revised game that we're playing we've had a few tremere players not anymore because i guess the, the tremere aren't really part of the sabbat so they couldn't mm -hmm. really be part of the story um but they were just too powerful both narratively and like 
mechanically. The things that they can do kind of dwarf what everybody else does. And there is this idea that because they're in this pyramid and they're automatically like blood bound to the next level and they can't really, they don't have as much free will. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to be like a drawback. But if what you want to do is creepy crap that the Tremere wants to do, (laughs) there is no restriction. Yeah. (laughs) Like as long as you're on brand, baby, go, go live Mm -hmm. your dream. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like if you're on brand, like you can, you can do some, wild wackadoodle shit i am a little glad that they leveled them off for v5 and like kind it also was a weird thing where the way that they were set up there is some weird things in vampire that just kind of don't make sense like they say one thing but then they do the other and that was definitely tremere where they'd be like oh you know you need a hundred thousand people for every vampire um and then it's like oh there's a chantry in new york that has like dozens of Tremere just on its own and they're all like institutionalized and like they have all these different functions and then they have all these different underlings that could come and go through the city it's like how are they supporting all of those yeah like where is their Costco sized pack of of people yeah how many fucking ghoul how many what what percent of the population of New York is a ghoul yeah (laughs) to like support all honestly you know, that does make sense. They are all just like walking in a haze going to work every day. Oh that, that's what all the traffic that's what all that's like, what all the traffic's traffic about. Cool traffic. <laughs> cool traffic. Oh man. Okay. Well, we are actually coming up on time, but this, was so this has been amazing. Thank you so that's much for fun. coming on and talking all the all the good, good vampire masquerade yeah. shit with us. Um, we need to do this again, like when we're a little further into our campaign, and like when you're a little further into the campaign with your wife. A rehash and her oh, friends of like yeah. a, t- a touch in, a touch oh, back in, a part like, two electric boogaloo, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it's been lovely, Ryan. Definitely uh, give us a little sign offs. Uh, remind people where they can find you. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm Ryan. I go by Run DMG online. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere um, that there's social media and a place that you can post memes on TikTok, Instagram, threads. I also make um, tabletop RPG adventures. So if you want to check out my itch, it's uh, it's on there. It's under the same name, Run DMG. And it's been a blast being here. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys are on TikTok and you are a sucker for good cap cuts, because I know I am, I literally 90% of the shit that I use for our actual TikTok is just from your page. Um, so please, please, I cannot recommend him enough. Um, oh, but yeah, you. thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Tabletalk is a podcast brought to you by Mythos Media Productions bringing you a new episode every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at TabletalkRPG, or check us out at our website, mythosmediaproductions.godaddysites.com. All business inquiries can reach out to us via email at info at mythosmediaproductions.com.